Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, what's up? I'm good, dude. How you doing? I'm easy, man. What you want to talk about? Alright fan familiar, welcome back to another episode of The Way In, it's your host Kuda, I'm here with a special guest today, um, it's a guy that I've known for a while, um, I think we connected on, on combat sport and that's pretty much been our connection throughout our friendship, uh, without further ado, I'm here with my friend, you want to say hi to the people? How's it guys, Thanks. thank you for having me, it's nice to be here discussing combat sports, boxing, UFC. I'm excited, man. Shout out, man. Shout out. So let's just let's get straight into it, man. Um, not too long ago, Paul versus Tyron Woodley. Um, and this whole time, boxing thing has sort of like blown up ever since, I think, uh, KSI fought uh, Logan Paul or whatever. So I just want to know, dude, what, what has been your impression of YouTube boxing? And what's been your impression of Jake Paul specifically? Well, about the YouTube boxing thing, to be honest with you, I'm not one of the people who will... I don't believe that it's a bad thing for the sport. I just think it's an indication of where boxing is in 2021. Hey, I think boxing is slowly dying. Um, I feel like for years now... Boxing fans have been starved of seeing actual fighters, the best fighting the best. So in a situation like that where fans are starved of excitement, when someone like Jake Paul and Logan Paul come and they're bringing excitement because say what you want about their fights, their circus acts, their this, their that. At the end of the day, they bring excitement. And when boxing fans are so starved, literally we can't even get the best guys in a weight class to fight each other. Like, to get the best fights, you have to beg these fighters. There's so much politics and red tape you have to go through just to see a good fight. Eventually, fans get fed up and, you know, mm-hmm. we'll watch anything. Boxing is in a place where if you have a little bit of money and some clout and a name, you can come in and start doing celebrity boxing. That's how far boxing has fallen. And I would say these last two years, especially since the pandemic, 2020 and 2021, yeah. since I've been watching boxing, have been the worst years to be a boxing fan. So many good fights have been cancelled. Fighters are now using COVID as an excuse to duck fights, good fights. And why not come and make a name? And you know what's crazy? Jake and Logan are selling pay-per-views yeah. way more than active fighters could ever sell. Maybe, I don't know that yeah. there are 10 fighters currently boxing today, active fighters, champions, who could do the type of numbers that Jake and Logan Paul are doing. And that's why people are salty. But then again, I blame the fighters because they are not fighting the best competition. Like, you know, two guys are in a weight class, Kuda. Two guys are in a weight class. They're both champions, yet they're arguing on Twitter. That makes no sense to me. We're in the same weight class. We're champions. There's no reason for us to be arguing on social media. Just fight. But all these boxers will say everything to each other, except these two words, let's fight. They'll never say, let's fight. They'll say everything else, but let's fight. Another thing, so I blame I blame the boxers, but I also blame some of these fans because I've been watching boxing, like I first started watching boxing in 2007, and I would say since yeah. 2011, I've been really into it. Yeah. If I like a fighter, 
let's say I like a fighter, for example. I want to see him fight all the threats, anyone who other people think is good, and anyone who's a champion. I want to see the guy I like in the toughest fights. But you know, yeah. there's a new breed of boxing fan these days that when they like a fighter, they don't want to see him in there with tough comp- tough competition or a live body. You know what they say yeah. when you tell their fighter? To, they say, oh, you just want to see him lose. Doesn't that yeah, tell yeah, you yeah. everything you need to know about how they feel about their favorite fighter? If yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Canelo fans, for example, yeah. whenever we say Canelo needs to fight Charlo, this guy, this guy, this guy, oh, you just want to see Canelo lose and you hate Canelo. And I'm thinking... If this guy is as good as you say he is, surely you should want him to fight the best competition. I don't want to be doing fantasy matchups. I don't want to be doing what would happen if this guy fought this guy. Meanwhile, they're in the same weight class. We shouldn't be doing what ifs. They should already have fought. So I blame the fans for that. And I also blame the boxing establishment. Here's why I think UFC has a leg up on boxing. In the UFC specifically, I'll just keep it to the UFC. It's one organization, one governing body. Dana White runs it. He may be greedy, but you get to see the fights you want. In the UFC, yeah. if you if there's a guy making noise and he's climbing up the ranks, he will get his shot. Yeah. In a fight like let me think of Covington Usman would never even have happened in boxing. The first fight. We yeah. would still if they were boxers, we would still be begging, pleading, groveling for them to fight now. There's so much politics. I blame the establishment, so the sanctioning bodies. Because you know how in UFC, you just have the UFC. In boxing, you have the PBC, Top Rank, yeah. The Zone, Matching Boxing, all these different entities with you know different interests and their own agendas. And yeah. it's not in their interest to see the best guys fight the best because no one yeah. wants their fighter to take a loss and lose on their investment. Which, yes, from a business perspective, I guess that makes sense. But at the end of the day, boxing is a sport. And yeah. I, I see why Jake and Logan are selling because boxing fans are starved of good fights. Yeah, I'm sure. not saying exhibitions started last year or two years ago, but in the 80s, the 90s, and even the early 2000s when fighters were fighting the best competition with great regularity, an exhibition yeah. match would never make the type of noise that these Jake and Logan exhibitions are making. These guys are selling million pay-per-views. Do you know how difficult... It is to sell a million. You know that that yeah, is, yeah, sure. that's very rare, and YouTubers are doing it. So mm. that's just how I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. mad. I blame boxing, the establishment, the fans, and the fighters for these fights just not happening. So yeah. that's how I feel. And your second question was Jake Paul. Um, yeah. Listen, I think that people need. I don't think he gets enough credit for someone who yeah. picked picked up boxing. So recently, I mean, he only started yeah. boxing seriously in 2000. And when yeah. I see him in the ring, I'm not going to lie. I've seen you don't see a kid who, Yeah, you don't see a kid who just started. You see a, you see a fighter in there. Like, he's, he yeah. has some talent. If he was to take it more seriously, train more often. Bro, I think he's better than Tommy Fury, personally. I think Tommy Fury is just horrendous. Agreed. Because Agreed. he's so yoked. This guy is six foot, how, or whatever. He's so yoked. And, bro, look at the guys he's fighting. He's fighting dudes our size that yeah, yeah, yeah. have a lot of muscle. Like, that tells yeah. me everything I need to know about him. So, as for Jake Paul, yes, 
he's not going to win a championship belt because to do that, he's going to have to fight real, real fighters. And he'll lose, but he can beat some guys. I'll be honest, he yeah. can beat some guys. And he has a name. He has a name. And you know that Jake has a name and his fans support him because he took his YouTube popularity into the ring and it translated to multiple million pay-per-view events. How many yeah. people can do that? Take their fame, their popularity, and their notoriety from one one field, one space, and bring it into the boxing space. Jake has done that, yeah. and that's how I know Jake is a real star. People hate to yeah. admit this, and trust me, as a boxing fan, I hate the words coming out of my mouth, but I can't deceive myself and not be honest. I see what is happening in front of me. So, yeah, Jake is better than, at this stage of his career, three fights in, he's better than most fighters, professional boxers I've seen three fights and albeit he's fighting pool boys and cab drivers and uber drivers but that doesn't matter most fighters don't fight a live body until they're like 15th fight so it doesn't matter i'm saying that that, that, yeah. jake jake is not by any means people say he's not a real boxer but all the quote-unquote real professional boxers bro most of them have not fought a live body until their 15th or even 20th fight so the type yeah. of competition jake is fighting three fights and to me is reasonable and if anything commendable because he's at least fighting guys from the UFC who have fighting experience albeit not boxing but some fighting experience yeah. some of these pros by their third fight these guys are fighting waiters at Starbucks and baristas so to come into yeah. who is Jake Fort who, I know fighters world champions today third fight dude they were fighting dudes with more losses than wins as in double digit losses so I mean Tommy Fury right yeah, exactly. case in point, Tommy. So, yeah. Honestly, I don't like, I'll be honest, I don't like the YouTube. I don't like that this YouTube boxing and this exhibition boxing is getting so much, you know, it's getting so much traction, but I understand why it is. And I explained earlier, I understand why that is the case. And that's just, that's just where boxing is today in 2021. That's the state of boxing in 2021, unfortunately. Yeah, fully agreed, dude. Fully agreed. But how do you? So, I guess so. Jake is bringing, uh, obviously, bringing new eyes to the sport, which is always good. And he's selling pay per views that otherwise would not have been sold. But then there's that negative side where you see guys like Evander Holyfield coming out of retirement mm. and you know looking absolutely terrible. You know, yeah. and you hope it's not for a paycheck, but you you know you sort of suspect that it is. You know. Um, so what do you say about that? Recently we saw Evander Holyfield take on Vito Belfort um, and look terrible. Uh, we saw Tito Ortiz and Anderson Silva. That, wow, that was exciting. You know, that was just a complete mismatch. Like, that should have never happened. Yeah. Um, so what do, you, what do you think about those kinds of fights? And, and money on that. You know, they didn't sell pay-per-views. Yeah. So, like, the whole YouTube boxing thing isn't... Uh, it's a cash grab, but like the downside is, you know, if you don't have the surname Paul, you're unlikely to sell. Um, you're unlikely to sell pay-per-view. So, what, what what do you say about you know that kind of aspect of this whole exhibition exhibition boxing thing going on? And the last thing we want to see is these guys coming out of retirement because they think they can earn it. You know. So, yeah. what do you what do you um, I do agree with what you're saying. I think what you saw last week was the worst of this exhibition slash YouTube boxing phenomena. It was, yeah, everyone sure. wants to get a piece yeah. of the pie, right? 
that's that's just what yeah. it is. Everyone wants to get a piece of the pie, and unfortunately, it's sad that legends, absolute legends, for those who don't watch boxing, don't let what you saw about what you saw of Evander last week make you think that this man was not a legend. It's sad to see legends like Evander Holyfield, yeah. three-time heavyweight champion. It's sad to see him back in the ring, but it's not. I suspect that it's for money. I know for a fact it's for money. Like you said, it's a quick yeah. cash grab, but I just don't think it's worth it in his case. You know, at that advanced age, yeah. he was 58 years old. I mean, he is 58 years old. He doesn't have all his mental faculties. And you and I both know how dangerous combat sports can be. We see guys retire and having slurred speech. You know, their cognitive function is not the same. I just don't yeah. think it's worth it at that age. I don't care how much money, you know. Never mind yeah. save yourself the embarrassment. You could do irreparable damage more so than has already been done. So it's really unfortunate. And I hate, I just don't understand. And I guess people like us will never understand because we are not actually fighters. And I've been told yeah. that, you know, when you're, when you're a fighter, you just have that thing in you that even if you're done, you don't know you're done. Yeah. They find yeah. it so yeah. hard to walk away from the sport. How many times have you seen Chuck Liddell try to come back? How many times have we seen Tito Ortiz try to come back? And even what we're seeing now with Holyfield Tyson, it's it's not something that us or average civilians can understand because we are not fighters. They just have it in them. Whether they're done, out for the count, until you beat it out of them and until they're pretty much dead, they are always going to have that urge in them. You know? It's like yeah. it's sort of like an addiction, hey? Like, you can be clean, but then once you're in that environment, the slightest trigger, you know, it's always going to be in you. And unfortunately, at 58 years old, it's really sad. I didn't watch it because I knew it, it was going to well, gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just didn't. I didn't want to see that happen to you, Panda, put it that way. When I saw him two days before having his open workout, I was already very, very concerned. Because Worried. he was missing yeah. the pads, as in simple pad work. He was missing the pads. Yeah. What was even more frightening was afterwards in his interview, after the open workout, this guy, you can tell his mind is sharp, but when the words come out, you see how you can hear me now. We're speaking. We're flowing. You can hear what I'm saying. I have yeah. my cognitive function. I'm not impaired in any way. The complete opposite was true for Evander. The words are coming out slowly. He's like, and it's so sad to see, but that's the reality of combat sports these things do happen and honestly i don't think this youtube exhibition boxing thing is for everyone yeah i can hear you cool sorry about so that it's not for everyone i think some people should really just leave it alone but i understand that i don't understand why they keep coming back yeah uh, i guess but i guess in a way, the fans are responsible for um, stuff like Evander Holyfield going down because um, there's a demand for it. And, you know, we have these, you know, money-hungry guys like De La Hoya who and they don't care, you know. They don't care about the, the physical safety or the health of um, these fighters. I mean, even the Tito Ortiz versus Chuck Liddell 3 rematch thing. You've you got to blame the fans as well because we, we tune in to watch this stuff. To that I say, I think it goes back to what I said earlier that 
I can't speak for UFC specifically, but I know boxing fans are starved. We are, let me give you an analogy. It's like, you know, when you're hungry, you're starving, you haven't eaten in hours, days, a piece of rye bread, brown bread is going to, is going to feel like a gourmet meal because you are starving. Whereas when you're well fed, you know, now you become more selective. You say, uh, I don't want this. I want this. Boxing fans are the former. For years now, I would say close to seven, seven to ten years now, it's become more and more difficult yeah. to see the best fighters fight the best fighters with regularity. It's become more difficult to see yeah. that. And that really should never be the case. You were saying that you don't think the YouTube slash celebrity boxing slash exhibitions would be as popular if there was no demand from the fights because, I mean, the fans are buying yeah. it. So if someone is buying it, then where there is demand, you know, we will get supply. However, I'm saying yeah. that I cannot really speak for the UFC and the MMA side, but I know in boxing, the reason I believe that fans are tuning in and watching these circus acts is because fans are starved of excitement. I was saying that for the last seven to ten years now in boxing, it's become more and more difficult to see the best guys, top competition, top prospects, fighting each other with great regularity. It's become so bad that in boxing, you can look at the rankings in any division. The top five to eight guys are undefeated. That is a problem. Yeah. That is a problem. That implies that they are not fighting each other. So who are they fighting? Yeah. Bums, C-class fighters, ret old veterans on the way out. These guys aren't fighting each other nearly as often as they need to be to keep the sport exciting. Because boxing is not, it was once, you know, a very popular sport. But that's just not the case today. It's been overtaken yeah. by not just the UFC, but team sports as well, ball sports. And mm. I think that fans are just so starved that at this point, we're groveling. We Literally, we would we would we would watch Donald Trump and Joe Biden in a fight. I can tell you now, boxing fans would pay for that because we are that starved. So, as much as yes, fans are buying it, I I know why they are buying it because I want to see the best fights. I want even in the UFC. I'm not a hardcore UFC fan, but I'm somewhere between transitioning out of casual and on the way to hardcore. And on the group chat, I'm always talking about the best fighting, the best. That is how you keep yeah. the sport active. Imagine in, imagine in football, there was no Champions League. We never got to see the best teams from each country play each other. That's what's happening in boxing. Everyone stays in their little zone and they reign in their kingdom, but they never come out and fight the best. And that's why fans are losing interest. So that's how mm. I feel about that. Mm -hmm. you, you put up a good point, dude. You put up a very good point. Um, how, how do you how do you feel about sort of these UFC guys coming into you know, So obviously, most recently we saw Tyron Woodley. Um, we've seen Ben Askren. Um, we've seen Anderson Silva. We've seen Tito Ortiz, Vito Belfort. We're bound to see more guys step out. Um, how do you feel about and it's and it's because it's all male UFC fighters. I think um, women's boxing just isn't in a place to be competitive with women's MMA. All these UFC guys trying their hand at boxing. Um, where, where do you think that's coming from? 
I'll put it in one word, and I think you know what that word is, money. Um, yeah. When Ben Askren and Tyron Woodley went and tried their hand at boxing, did they not make the highest purse of their careers? They did. They did. So yeah. what that will do is encourage more guys from the UFC to try boxing because let's call it what it is. Dana White is running a slave operation in the UFC. Fighters True. are crying about $50,000. Could it, when you're a fighter, $50,000 should mm. not be life-changing money. It shouldn't be life-changing yeah. money to you. Do you remember, I think yeah. two days ago, we were talking on the group how Mike Perry got $10,000 for a fight. Yeah, That is a travesty. That should never happen because I don't think maybe people who are outside of combat sports don't understand just how costly a full training camp can be. Is, you yeah. don't just... Think about it. A lot of fighters move away for training camp. They go away from their family. So accommodation, you're going to need a place to stay. Travel yeah. costs, traveling to the gym. Because let's be honest, most fighters haven't reached the stage where they have their own private gym. And yeah. a private fighting gym is not the same as your private gym in your garage. You need, yeah. If you're in the UFC, you need a whole octagon. If you're a boxer, you need a ring, heavy bag, so many things that you need. These things are not free. You have to yeah, pay your you, you have to pay your trainers. And if you're serious about your career, you will have a strength and conditioning coach. You'll have a nutritionist, dietitian. You'll have a, uh, someone to help you with your massages on call 24-7. These things are not cheap. And yeah. to see fighters in the UFC, I watched a, a video on Instagram where this uh, female fighter was talking about how $50,000 was life-changing for that is a travesty. When you're in such a dangerous sport, you should be making way more than that. So f to see UFC fighters coming to boxing and making career-high paydays, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them because I think they should be making more. For such a dangerous sport where every fight could be your last, yeah. $50,000 does not cut it. And this is something we've discussed at length, you know, in WhatsApp groups saying that I just don't understand what Dana White's problem is. Just pay the fighters more. There should be a minimum. I would rather they got rid of the performance bonuses if their fight minimum was, I don't know, maybe $200,000, which I think is too little, but is better than what they're making now. And maybe someone hearing this who doesn't understand combat sports might think, oh, $200,000 seems like a lot of money. They have to understand these people don't fight every day or every week or even every month. As you yeah. get better and you start fighting better comp competition, you tend to fight less. And that makes sense because you put in so much for a fight that you can't do that every week. It's not like footballers who play every week. In the NBA, they play yeah. every three or four days. It's not the same. So that $200,000 check... Maybe that may be the only fight you get in a year, a year and a half. How many times have we seen fighters fight? They take a loss. They don't come back for another 18 months. I always yeah. wonder, these people I know are not savants with money. These people are not investment bankers. They don't have the best knowledge about how to save their money, grow it, and make that check stretch. So I always wonder, in that 18 months that this fighter has been away from the cage, the ring, whatever the case may be, how, how, are, this, how are they surviving these are the things I think about sometimes. So I think that UFC fighters coming into boxing is because of the money. And I'm very happy for them. I'm very happy yeah. for them. And on the topic of it being the male fighters, that makes sense because 
female boxers don't make anything. So this case is just like the UFC. So it doesn't really make sense for UFC fighters to come into a female boxing. Whereas the opposite is true for the guys in male boxing. We see average fighters take seven million dollars yeah. for one fight. Like I see yeah. fighters who really should not be making that type of money routinely making two three million dollars per fight and these guys fight twice a year that's four million dollars okay after taxes let's say it's 2.5 still that is a lot of money so i can see why ufc guys are coming to mma if john jones cannot make 10 million dollars for one fight which we can both agree he deserves i don't think there are many fighters in the ufc more deserving than him of that type of payday if he can't get that in the ufc that that to me is alarming. Where average, yeah. dare I say, on the verge of bum boxes are making two million dollars per fight. Guys who have not done anything, they've never won a belt, never fought top competition. Yet these guys are making two and three million dollars per fight yeah. without fail. So I understand <clears throat> why guys in the UFC are trying their hand at boxing, and I'm very happy for them. I want to see them eat because all these years they've been fighting in the UFC getting underpaid, you know, just getting done dirty on the money. And Dana White is a shark in the boardroom. He yeah. does not play. So I'm happy yeah. for the UFC, guys. It's about money, but I'm happy for them because I want to see them yeah. at least try and make up for all the years where you were underpaid because fighting is a dangerous sport. Every fight could be your loss. You have yeah. to treat yeah. every paycheck as if it will be your loss because I think something that non-combat sports fans are not aware of is that it's not just fighting in the cage or in the ring on fight night where you can get hurt most of the accumulation and the damage you take comes in training and in sparring what happens if you detach a retina in sparring you tear a retina in your eye that's a serious injury it may not show as a serious injury but that's a serious that can keep you out for a year now what that's that's the type of injury you sustain in training not really a fight so yeah. there's so many things you have to consider. So I think these guys need to get paid more, a lot more. I think at least, at least the UFC needs a minimum of, honestly, for me, I, maybe people might think this is excessive. I think half a million per fight. I don't think, of course, I'm talking for the marquee fighters, but I don't think that's ridiculous. Yeah. I really don't think that's ridiculous. And I know people will talk about guys like Conor McGregor, and I'm like, he's an anomaly. We don't talk about him because he's transcended the UFC, so he's different. So that's how I feel about it. They do it for money, but I'm happy for them. And long may it continue. If these guys can get paid, if that's how they have to get paid, then I'm for it. Yeah, so if you could restructure the UFC, so, you know, there are arguments like, well, the UFC has a very big roster. I think there are about 600 male fighters, just counting the male guys. Mm. An event almost every week. In a year, they have an event. Um, you know, they have 12 to 15 pay-per-view. Um, yeah. They pay for these guys' flights, accommodation, that kind of stuff. They handle all that kind of stuff. They handle TV rights and all that kind of stuff. How would you restructure the UFC so that these guys get paid more? Okay, so I have a few things. If you made me Dana White for a year, if I remove Dana White and put John in there, okay, the first yeah. thing the very first thing I would do is have a fight minimum. So regardless, win, lose, or draw, if you show up and you fight minimum, you make 
$200,000. But I will cut the roster as well. Because let's be honest, yeah. there are a lot of guys on the fringes who have yeah. losses than wins. These guys don't need to be in the UFC. Remove them, put them in the smaller um, in the smaller promotions. Yeah, I would just cut the roster. Make it 400. And I know that's a lot, 200 fighters, but they are really 200 bums in the UFC. Probably yeah, more. I agree. So remove them. Another thing that I would do is allow sponsorships. Allow the guys to have their own sponsorships. And this is another thing we've discussed at length offline in yeah. the group chats. Allow the fighters yeah. to have their own sponsorships. That's a way for them to market themselves. Let them eat off their own names. Because some of these guys are yeah. household names. John Jones is yeah, a household name. Khabib is a household name. Gaethje, yeah. because of his Neanderthal fighting style, is a household name. Allow yeah. these guys to be able to eat. Ownership is everything. Not just in sports, but in business. Let them own the rights to their own name. Let them be able to market themselves and profit off themselves through sponsorships. I would allow that. Because I don't think, if you allow sponsorships today, you can see John Jones with a Jordan sponsorship. That's not out of the He's, question. Yeah. You see what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I would allow them. Yeah, he did have a Nike deal before the hit and run. He's gone. Yeah. So yeah, he I did have a Nike the guys to have their own sponsorships. Another thing that I would do is that... Um, but just on, the, just on the sponsorship thing, so a lot of these guys do have sponsorships outside the UFC, it's just that they can't use that sponsorship on fight night. So they can't, when they're working for or with the UFC, the sponsorships can't go. So you remember back in the day, they used to have their own shorts. They'd have the, you know, uh, yeah, that's what badges. And, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. that's what I would but, but like, you know, yeah. But I mean, like, the, the UFC brought in the... You know, the Reebok deal, now the Venom deal, so as to clean, clean up the sport. Because I, I won't lie, the, the whole entire uniform sort of thing makes the sport look a lot better. Would you, would you... I mean, look a lot better for who? Kuda? We're fight fans. We're going to watch anyway. I've been watching boxing and yeah. I see guys. I saw Jake Paul come out with LED shorts with a Boohoo Man yeah, sponsorship. Yeah. The fight was yeah. so dope. I watched it. So clean the sport up for who? Because these guys have to eat. Okay. So yeah. it's all well and good them having sponsorships uh, outside uh, when they're not fighting. Mm -hmm. But they would make the most money. If I can come out with a Nike tick on my UFC trunks, I will make way more money than all my other non-fight sponsorships. So the chalk yeah. and cheese is having them, allowing them to have their sponsorships on fight night. And I think you would agree. Because Kuda, mm -hmm. if... The Venom deal was to disappear, and now guys can wear their own trunks. Are the fights going to be any less good? No. Will we stop no. watching? No. Attendance, if anything, will go up. So, yeah. I don't see... I just don't understand who the UFC were trying to clean up the sport for. If you wanted to clean up the sport, you would take away oblique kicks. But that's a topic for another day. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, you get what I mean? Yeah. I don't think it's going to change anything if the guys can come up with an adidas with an adidas logo or a nike tick on their shorts it doesn't make a difference to me and you're gonna watch we're gonna watch because we are fight fans that's not why we watch so yes sponsorships allow them mm. into sponsorships cut the roster okay. have a minimum yeah. a minimum of two hundred thousand dollars to fight also benefits i would take yes. so every time there's a pay-per-view 10 percent of the pay-per-view revenue, the gate, the actual pay-per-view sales, 
merchandise, concessions, everything, 10% of that entire amount, I would take and put in a fund. And from that fund, give the, um, give the fighters medical aid, basically, provided yeah. by the UFC. Because, dude, 10%, yeah. the UFC makes m- millions from their, from their pay-per-views. I'm not even going to tax yeah. their regular shows. Just 10% of every pay-per-view concessions, gate, pay-per-view sales, and merchandise. 10% of that amount put into a fund, put into an escrow account, a fund. And from that, provide the fighters with benefits. So if someone gets hurt in a fight, which, I mean, it's a fight, it always happens... Yeah. And pay their, their medical costs from there. No fighter should have to pay. If I'm fighting under the UFC banner, I should. if I break my leg, I should be able to sleep easy knowing that my bills will be taken care of, you know, recovery will be taken care of, physio will be taken yeah. care of. Because and obviously not just, for, uh, not just for the top guys, like exactly for everyone. For everyone. Because this yeah. actually would help the middle tier to lower tier guys more than it would help the top guys if conor mcgregor yeah. breaks his leg really that's not an issue and i'm not saying that this yeah. benefit should not apply to the top guys as well it should but where it would really help is for the mid-tier and lower tier guys because they don't make as much money as the guys at the top so if i don't know if if a mid-tier guy breaks his leg that's serious that can set him back not just in the ring, but financially, that can set him back months, even years, because now you owe the hospital. If I sustain the injury at work and I work for the UFC, I should be able to rest easy knowing that the surgery will be taken care of, the post-surgery therapy and recovery, that should be taken care of. I don't think that's asking too much. <laughs> Other jobs have that. Other jobs have that. I mean, we're going to be working. But I mean, legally, I mean, legally speaking, the contractors as opposed to actual employees that's another so, thing i would change I, thought, I would change the structure and make them full employees so that they can enjoy all the benefits of being employees and you know what i would even go as far as starting a trade union for ufc fighters i think the ufc is dying under the current structure they need a trade union they need it say about like incentive because i won't lie to a degree i do think these guys Think the fighters and the fights are so have to make this we get a guy like darren till right towards acl and said no i need to f- we know that surgery and six months out you, you look at the sacrifices these guys are making i, it, I mean it, it sounds a lot like exploration which it is but to a certain degree like you can you see why makes them fight harder i think it does i think like they're less like if you if they're pulling out of a fight, it's because they absolutely cannot fight. You know, um, I mean, Connor d- developed you know arthritis in his ankles. He also tore his ACL leading up to the Chad Mendes fight. Uh, you look at Khabib; he broke his foot um, before the Gaethje fight. Um, had the mumps and everything, but these guys aren't pulling out because just the incentive to go in and get this money and to like feed your family and everything is just. You know, you know, I need this fight. So what? Okay. I'm hearing that, but look, I hear what you're saying. You are saying that because the UFC has such a shitty pay structure and they don't have benefits and their employees that get treated like independent contractors, so they don't enjoy any of the benefits that come with being an employee, that makes them, mm. 
you know, all gas, no brakes. They don't pull out of fights, abuse their bodies. Mm. But, Kuda, don't you think that it would make them... Okay, here's an alternative, an alternative way to look yeah. at it. If yeah. all my suggestions were implemented, I actually mm. think because the fighters don't have to worry about, oh, shit, I'm not going to get paid enough. If I hurt myself, who's going to cover it? I think because if you put them in, a, in an environment that gives them the opportunity to only focus on fighting, I actually yeah. think that would make them fight better. Yeah. If you put the fighters in yeah. a conducive environment where they know that, listen, I'm going to get paid well, you know, when you give them a living wage for a fighter, because a living wage for a civilian and a living wage for someone who is fighting actively, it is not the same. So people who yeah. don't fight understand that, yes, $200,000 a year for most people is a lot of money. But for a fighter, it is not. Yeah. Because these yeah. guys don't fight every day, but they incur a lot of expenses training to prepare for a fight, like I've explained earlier. So if a fighter yeah. knows that I don't have to worry about getting jerked on the money side, if I hurt myself, that will be taken care of. I have benefits. I'm an employee. I can still profit off sponsorships. Remove all the other extenuating factors that could potentially make them have an adverse performance. And I think you will see the best of the fighters in the cage, in the ring, whatever the case may be. Remove all these other niggling issues that they have to deal with that has nothing to do with fighting and create yeah. an environment that's conducive for them to just worry about fighting. And I think you would see... I think you would see the fighters performing better. So, yes, I mm. hear your point, but I think that that is kind of a kamikaze way to look at it. It's like that's a cowboy mm. way to look at it. No pun intended mm. about cowboy, but, like, yeah. they have to worry about They're not... The reason they want to fight is because if they don't fight, they know, yo, it's going to be a tough few months. It's going to be a tough yeah. few months. Whereas in my model... The reason they want to fight is because they want to prove that they are the best. And like I say, I watch combat sports because I want to see the best fight the best. And if a fighter is going into a fight because he wants to prove that he is better than the next man, that's a fighter that I want to see fight. So those are the changes I would make. Cut down the roster. So what about the disconnect there with with boxing, for example, right? Because these guys average to lower level significantly more than they deserve, right? And the guys top, you know, they're looking for the best payday. We, had, I mean, just look at the heavyweight boxing scene, right? We've got AJ, we've got Fury, we've got Wilder, you know, we've got the Whites and the Usyks on the, in, the, in the fringes. And, you know, it's taking so long for these fights to get booked and so long for all these things to happen. You know, where do we draw the line there? I think that's another side make, to it that perhaps... You make an excellent to... point. So I think UFC and boxing are on two completely different ends of the spectrum. And yeah, yeah. Because in and boxing, I'll be the yeah. first person to admit that in boxing, one thing I don't like about modern-day fighters is that they want to make the most amount of money for taking the least amount of risk. And when I say least amount of risk, I mean that they want to... They, they, the way they think is, who is the easiest fighter Easy. I can fight while making the most money? Now, listen, I will never say to a man, don't get your money, but I want to see the best fight the best, and I won't change my tone. 
I yeah. won't say, oh, like, listen, I won't knock a man for making his money. Feed your family. Do what you got to do. But I hate the mentality that fighters have where they want to make the most money for taking the least risk. That does not support yeah. my view of the best fighting the best. So I will, I'll be the first to admit, boxing and UFC are on two completely different, en- different ends of the spectrum. In boxing, these guys, like, a simple fight, Kuda, a simple fight in boxing. It's we like, should, we should have seen, we should have seen these fights a long time. Like, dude, there's so many fights. Like, I was thinking one time, I can list a hundred fights in just the last seven years that should have happened, but for whatever reason, politics, uh, promotional okay. outfits, money, personal politics, for whatever reason, did not happen. So, yeah. more often than not, money is the reason these fights don't happen, but not in the sense that fight, not in the way that money is the reason that fights don't happen in the UFC. In boxing, they'll yeah. say, okay, you guys are both getting paid $5 million, or it's about who's going to be the A-side. I hate Oh my god, I hate this whole A side, B side nonsense. I personally could care less. I just want to see the fight. But these fighters want to take it's like and I blame Canelo for this. And I know a lot of people like Canelo. Bro, Canelo gets paid handsomely. If I'm you make twenty-five million dollars per fight regardless. Why do you want to pick from the bottom shelf? Fans, yeah. well, real boxing fans, we want to see Canelo fight Charlo. We want to see him fight Andre. All these tough yeah. fights that, and I don't know that Canelo is going to lose these fights. To be honest with you, he could beat these guys. He could he's that them, good. Yeah. But I still want to see the fights happen in any case. So yeah, I yeah. think that boxing and UFC have different problems. I know what I would change in the UFC and in boxing. I just want to kill the mentality of making the most money by taking the least risk. To me, that is not. I think that's cowardly, and that just isn't what sport is about. You want yeah. to know who's the best. I don't want to be arguing with Kuda about... I don't want to be arguing with you about, oh, these two guys are in the same weight class. What would happen if yeah. they fought? No, nah, they should we just go at debating, it. We shouldn't be debating what would happen. They should already have fought. I'm not asking welterweights to fight middleweights, and I'm not asking middleweights to fight heavyweights. I'm asking for the best guys in their weight class to fight. I want to see one undisputed champion in each weight class. Isn't that the reason yeah. that we even engage in sports? It's the best of athletic competition. Yeah. You want to see who comes out on top when the best give it at all, give it their all and go at it. So for me, yeah. the principle is seeing the best fight the best. And anyone who's ever discussed combat sports with me knows that's how I feel. I want to see the best fight the best. That's why I cannot wait. For Cyril Gan versus Francis Ngannou, and I know it's going to happen yeah. because this is the UFC where we get the fight yeah. we want, and I will be yeah. sitting with my popcorn ready to watch the best fight, the best. So that's all I got to say on that point. All right, man. Thank, well, thank you so much, dude. Uh, thank you so much. We've run out of time, uh, but thanks so much, dude. Uh, you know, this was a great episode. Talking to you really about Yeah, man. This is. Definitely do it again. I mean, we're gonna have you know Wild and Furious coming up soon, and we'll talk about AJ Usyk, all that. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for everyone for listening. To- I really enjoyed yeah. this. Um, yeah, man, it's nice to talk combat sports. Like, I feel like I didn't have to yeah. play. Like, this came from the dome. So, thank you, bro. Wish we yeah, man. Do this again. All right. So, thank you so much. Thanks, man.
Thanks. Cheers. Peace, bro.